listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about Fruits Basket 2019. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And you're only a little stuffy. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Still recovering a little bit. <laughs> so today we're discussing uh, episode 13 of the 2019 anime called How Have You Been, My Brother? Which I'm sure you were excited about because your favorite <laughs> character is in it. Actually, I don't know if he's your favorite, but... <laughs> he's up there. He's, he's top three. Probably. Also, just I guess as an FYI... We're recording this around uh, Canada Day slash the 4th of July, so there's a bit of a delay when this episode comes out. But if you hear fireworks in the background, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> not gunshots. It's not gunshots. Probably. probably. <laughs> Where I live isn't, isn't that dangerous. Not so for you, but it's closer <laughs> to the holiday for me, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. So uh, this episode covers the same content as chapters 21 and 22 of the manga. And again, very few things have changed. Um, If you want the details from the manga episode, you can also listen to our episode 11. And it's called Brothers Bounding. (laughs) 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 And it's like, I feel like, I guess I should just say this for people who haven't read the manga, but are listening to these episodes. and, And maybe sometimes I feel like we... Like, I don't want to rehash exactly the same thing over and over again, I feel like. So if you really want the, like, detailed details, in this case, you're super safe to, like, go back and listen to the episode where we talked about the manga, because basically everything, almost everything is the same. So, like, you're not... So if you, if you listen to the, if you only listen to the anime episodes and you only watch the anime, I guess what I'm just saying is, like, if you want to listen to some, like, detailed discussion, that episode is a really good one, actually. I was really listening to it today, and it's, it's, it's funny, and it's good. So I recommend it. You're, you're, you're not, if you just watch the anime, it's not like you're like, you're going to be lost if you listen to the episode that's only about the manga, I guess, in this case is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> so for this episode of the anime, we open at Yuki's secret base, of course, and Yuki is helping, uh, Toru is helping Yuki tend to his garden. It's cold and Yuki's tummy rumbles. So Toru goes home ahead of him to start making, uh, I guess, lunch or dinner. I don't know, whatever. I don't know what time of day it is. As she walks home, she thinks about how they ran into Akito at school the other day, but Yuki seems to be doing fine. And Toru comes across a mysterious pile of clothes on the ground and then picks them up and wonders if maybe it's one of the Zodiac. Of course, because that's the most normal thing to wonder about spotting clothes on the road. We see a snake slither up her legs and then we cut back to Yuki as we hear Toru scream and Yuki runs up to find her and he asks what's wrong. There's something under my clothes, she screams, and a tiny white snake slithers out of her back and out of the collar of her shirt, tongue flicking. And then we cut to the theme song. <laughs> At Shigure's house, Kyo is hungry. Shigure says that Toru will be back soon, but Kyo uh, proposes to go ahead and make food for himself. And so Shigure offers up a bowl of his favorite ingredients, leeks, miso, and chives. And Kyo, like, slaps the bowl out of his hand and sasses <laughs> him. <laughs> He's like, you trying to kill me or whatever. The sound of the door sliding open and hurried stomping uh, signals the return of Yuki and Toru, but of course, Yuki is the first one there, who thrusts <clears throat> the snake into Shigure's face and says, skin this revolting creature and roast its reptilian corpse. Shigure <laughs> calmly adjusts his glasses and says, oh, Aya, what brings you here? Toru finally catches up to Yuki, returning as well, and Yuki again says, I said skin this filthy thing and cook it. <laughs> Shigure... Uh, introduces Ayame to Toru and puts him in a room to warm up. So he introduces the snake as Ayame Soma. Ayame tends to transform in the cold, he explains. And he's got cute little scales on he him. He does! He, in addition <laughs> to all the other Zodiac animals in this anime, he has additional detail that like wasn't in the mm-hmm. original one. Or even in the manga, actually, because 
we kind of joked about how when we talked about this. Yeah. He's John is a squiggle in the head. Yeah, exactly. He's a snack, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> he's represented as snack. Um, <laughs> he's cute, but in this case, he has a little bit more detail in this scene where he's like curled up sleeping in the room. Shigure also explains that he, Hatsuri, and Iyame are all the same age and we're the one and only BFF trio, as he says in the sub. The word that he says is Mabudachi, Mabudachi trio. So sometimes we refer to them as the Mabudachi trio because that's how it was originally referred to in the manga. I just want to explain that. And that word just means like BFFs. We also talked about that in our episode of the where we discussed the manga. Um, in the dub, I found that he said, I also, I like to think of us as the three musketeers, which is funny because if you are reading the manga and you know that the there's like an extra arc that's coming out that's kind of like a supplement to the series, I guess, right now called the Three Musketeers arc. So I thought it was funny. They translated it as that as well. <laughs> Kyo thinks that's dumb and Yuki is like, I can only imagine Tori suffering, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, oh, he, Shigure explains, sorry, I didn't include this in my notes. Shigure explains that he and Tori and Ayame all went to school together. Like they spent, they were, they were best friends growing up. And that's why Yuki is like, I can only imagine Tori's suffering. Shigure asks what's so bad um, that Yame did. And Yuki says, it's too appalling to say. And Shigure is like, oh, come on. After all, he is your brother. And Toru is like, eh. But before anybody can explain anything, we see a purple poof cloud filter out of the other room, like through the crack in the door. And we see Yame dressing, flicking long white hair out from underneath his clothes. And he says, oh, by the way, get ready, because all of this episode's going to have my Yame voice acting again. I hope you're excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and he says, if you'll give me a moment, I'll explain the incident myself. I was dreadfully cold. My body weakened. What choice had I but to seek warmth? When a warm human body approaches me at such a time, I must cling to it. And so, acting on instinct, I did. And he slides open the door. Toru gasps. And when we see Ayame, greetings all, he says. Hello, Yuki. How have you been, my brother? It's grown-up Yuki, Toru thinks excitedly, which is <laughs> hilarious. Yuki is super pissed off still, and he's like, consider yourself lucky that we haven't called the cops. And Kyo is like, what did he do to you, to Toru? Ah, oh, so Kyonkichi really is here, Ayame says, uh, buttoning his overcoat. And Kyo is like, stop calling me that. Ayame is like, well, Kyonkichi aside. And Kyo is like, I said stop it. So, like, <laughs> he just completely, he, like, says that Kyo is there and then completely, like, doesn't acknowledge him in any other way. Mm-hmm. Ayame turns to Shigure and they say they've missed each other since New Year's. You better not have cheated on me during our time apart, Gure-san, Ayame says. No man would do such a thing while he had you in his life. Ah, yeah, Shigure says. Yosh, they both say. I don't know if you watched the dub, but they also just said nothing and did like a little thumbs up. Yeah. Which I thought was appropriate. It's also funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. They're just like, yeah, thumbs up with a little like uh, sound effect, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Well, Toru thinks his personality is a little different from Yuki's. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Shigure introduces Toru to Ayame, and Ayame apologizes for earlier and introduces himself. Well, so you're the princess, huh? The lone bell in the shabby den of beasts, Ayame says. Yuki gets even angrier and tells Ayame to stop making fun of her. Whatever you may think, I'm paying her the utmost respect, Ayame says. And then he promptly sits down and slaps the table impatiently and is like, No, make us some tea and lunch too, as quickly as you can. And Kyo and Shigure both Sasuyame as well, saying that he's treating her like a maid. And Yame is like, is it? Well, bring lunch at your leisure. <laughs> and Kyo is like, that's not the issue. <laughs> he stands, takes Toru's hands, and drags her out to take, eat takeout. Don't worry, we hear. It'll be my treat. <laughs> Followed by a slam of the door. I was glad they kept a ha 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 slam. It's so <laughs> great. 
every time he leaves he laughs like that I was like oh okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna be happy <laughs> I mean first of all I was happy but I thought you would also be happy <laughs> it was wonderful Kyo and Yuki stare after them grimacing and then they turn back to Shigure who's like I don't know why you're upset with me from there we cut to a ramen restaurant and some strangers passing by Ayame and Toru who are sitting are like is that a woman I think he's a man so it's the same joke as uh like Toru's family with Yuki in that earlier episode <laughs> Ayame encourages Toru to order whatever she wants. Yuki and the others will be fine on their own, he says, and Toru is still hesitant. But Ayame caresses her face and is like, are you saying you can't accept a meal from me? And of course she's like, of course not. So Ayame goes ahead and orders gyoza for her as well. (laughs) So she doesn't get a chance to get a word in edgewise in this conversation. She says something like, I'm just along for the ride. Yes. Yeah, so it's really cute. Toru says she never knew that Yuki had a big brother. Ayame says it's probably because they're not close. They're 10 years apart in age, and Yuki was quarantined because of his illness when he was young. Ayame says that he did as he pleased, and he only occasionally remembered that he even had a brother. Quarantine? Toru thinks. By the time that Ayame noticed, he continues to say, a rift, a deep rift had grown between them. Ayame says that he heard f- that Yuki and Toru had a run-in with Akito at school. He can't tell her the details himself, but Akito is a source of terror for Yuki, more so than any of the others, he says. Ayame was worried that Yuki might be depressed, and so he came to check on him, but when he got there, Yuki seemed fine. And then, frankly, Ayame was disappointed. He wanted the opportunity to be more of a brother to Yuki. Toru asks if he regrets letting the rift grow between them, and Ayame closes his eyes and says, Things we don't understand as children become clear as we age. What we should have done, what we should have said. And then we see a memory. Ayame looks to be in about high school, like he's wearing a dark uniform like we see later in the episode when they're in high school. Yuki, who's still a small child, reaches out to grab Ayame and grabs his arm, and Ayame jerks his arm away. Back in the present, Ayame continues, What I feel may be closer to repentance rather than regret. Maybe that's why children say adults are arrogant. Toru says, You know, my mom once said that she only understood how being a parent feels after becoming one, but what she felt that she mustn't forget was what it felt like to be a child. The first time she did a flip on the jungle gym, the first time she got yelled at, She said if she could always remember how she felt as a child, then even when she grew up and became a parent, she could talk to children. She could still meet them halfway. We hear Toru's mother say in her memory, and besides, life is more fun like that, don't you think? Toru snaps out of her memory and kind of like flails a bit, and is like, so basically what I'm trying to say is, and then she looks determined and says, it's not too late. You and Yuki can learn to meet each other halfway. There's a pause, and then we hear the sound of cooking, and then Toru says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, Oyame says. I was just thinking that, that was an impressive thing to say. Yes, my mother is the best in the universe, Toru says, and she smiles and sparkles, all happy. And Oyame thinks, I meant you, actually. Anyway, I can see why Yuki's doing well. Maybe there's still time for us. Um, their food arrives, and as they eat, Oyame asks that Toru keep being friends with Yuki. At that moment, Oyame was, Toru thinks. But then we cut away, of course, in the middle of a narration, because that is how mm-hmm. the series does. <laughs> So later that evening, Toru returns home, conspicuously alone. Yuki is quite concerned, and he asks if she's okay. She asks if Yuki hates his brother, and then apologizes for asking so suddenly. Yuki smiles sort of forlornly and says he doesn't hate him, he just can't tell what Ayame is thinking. And then we hear Ayame in an echoey voice. If you find me difficult, you can simply overcome the difficulty. Toru, Yuki, and Kyo, who has come down the stairs and joined them, are all shocked as Ayame continues from wherever, whatever mysterious place he is. Now is the time for us to meet each other halfway, my brother. And then he slithers out of Toru's dress again. 
winks and then smiles happily and then wiggles as Toru hastily explains <laughs> that he transformed again when they left the restaurant and Yuki like shakes with rage. This whole scene is fantastic because Ayame is <laughs> <laughs> like wiggling out of her dress. It's so good. Toru is like, he said that snakes die if they get too cold because I'm a snake after all, Ayame says, and then he curls up in a coy way. <laughs> Remember when we read the manga, you were like, because I'm a snake. Like, was like yeah. this is the same part. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, he says it in such a cute, like a coy way. It's really funny. He's like, mm-hmm. done it, or something in the dub. It's so good. <laughs> or in the sub. Uh, precious. Okay, anyway. <laughs> we cut outside and we hear, you're no brother of mine, you scum, from Yuki. And then, ha ha ha, one cannot alter the truth, Yuki, of course, <laughs> Ayabe. But Yukiko and Toru thinks, and then we transition back to the restaurant where they were earlier, and we can see from Toru's perspective, Ayame turns um, and smiles a warm smile. In that moment, Ayame-san was smiling a brotherly smile. So we transition to the next morning. An alarm clock beeps. It's 5 a.m., which is awful. (laughs) (laughs) This is how they make it to school so early, I guess. I don't know. Also, I think Kyo gets up to train or something, but that's just my headcanon. Um, Yuki would die. He's like gets halfway to school before he's like, "Oh, I'm on the road." (laughs) (laughs) He gets to school and people are like, "Hey, how are you?" And he's just like, "Eh." (laughs) "That's how I am in the morning, frankly." Um, Kyo rolls over groggily to find Ayame in his bed. Of course, I want to sleep more. Ayame says, and then he cuddles Kyo close. From the other room, we hear, "I'll kill you," and we see that Toru is woken up with a start. This was a lot clearer than in the manga where we talked about it. was like, I think it's Ayame running away, but it was Toru. It was wonderful. Downstairs at the table, Ayame says that he had no choice but to sleep with Kyo because Yuki locked his room that night. And Kyo sasses him to sleep in Shigure's room, but Ayame argues that Gure-san never lets him get any sleep. Come on, not in front of the children, Shigure says. They continue to argue. Yuki tries to ignore it. Don't worry, tonight I'll sleep in Toru's room, Ayame says, to which Yuki and Kyo both respond, Go home! I get the feeling that the rift between them is only getting deeper, Toru thinks, sweating nervously. <laughs> so we cut to school. And Toru is uh, talking to Momiji, and Haru sits nearby. Momiji says that he hasn't seen Ayame since New Year's, since he lives outside the main house. He might stop by and say hi, but then Momiji backtracks a bit and says, but maybe I shouldn't get in the way of brotherly banding, though. And Haru corrects him to bonding. Or if you were listening to the dub, he said, <laughs> I wouldn't want to get in the way of any brotherly bondage time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> anyway, this dub, again, it's like another, like, the dub is so cheeky sometimes, and I enjoy it. <laughs> How's Yuki, Momiji wonders, and on cue, Yuki walks by sullenly, um, and Momiji is like, is Yuki sick? Or if you're watching the dub, he said, Yuki pukey? Question mark. Someone was having fun translating this episode. I like how it's like, it's like total, um, like, nail on the head. Total bomb, total nail on the head with, like, Momiji's puns in this, or, like, mm-hmm. Momiji's scenes in this. Anyway, whatever. Yuki Puki is awful, but it's fine. It's funny. <laughs> uh, right. I understand. Haru stands up and says, Momiji also wonders if it's okay that Ayame has been gone from a shop for so long and Toru asks about the shop. Haru says that he sells wedding dresses, nurse outfits, maid outfits. So, like, a dress shop, Toru asks innocently. Oh, yeah, says that he sells men's dreams, Momiji says. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he says in the dub is uh, he sells men's fantasies or something. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's also funny. <laughs> Out of the Council of Three comes wisdom, as we saw. 
It's pretty funny, but I still like, I says he sells romance. Yeah, <laughs> I think I says he sells romance is funnier because it's more vague. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> we cut back to Shigure's house and the kids have come home from school. Unfortunately for them, Ayame is still there and he and Shigure are looking at photos of their high school days. Young and handsome, eh, Shigure says, and Toru's like, yes, of course, because, you know, whatever. She comments on Ayame's long hair, which of course was against school rules, uh, Ayame tells us. Yuki, come look too. It's a chance for you to get to know me, Ayame says, and Yuki's like, I'm fine, which is <laughs> it's funny. So Ayame decides the rational thing to do is to explain why he was allowed to have long hair. So we cut to the past, to Ayame's high school <laughs> days. And the principal tells, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> the principal tells him that his hair color was approved, but not the length, and he'll have to cut it before tomorrow. But principal, Ayame says, and then he looks up. I am the member of a royal family. And the principal is like, huh? Ayame continues, I've kept it a secret until now, but I'm actually from another country. The reason why members of our royal line must have long hair arises from a divine revelation that our first king, Rudubara-sama, had at the age of four. In it, the great Kandara-sama chanted, Ma Rudumuni, as his forehead shone with blue light, upon which Rudubara-sama's body was unleashed like a cult struck by a whip, and along with passionate waves of loving-kindness, willowy hair streamed from his head, like unto trees bending in a light breeze. Well, you might wonder where the great Kashipadu-sama was at this time. He was in his chambers, sleeping as soundly as a bud waiting to flower. But when his heart suddenly began to beat wildly, he spoke. Kampaniru, he said. Kampaniru in our language means, and the principal turns toward us, the audience, sweating, and is like, uh, I need to go. Iyame grabs her shoulder and says, I haven't explained about Kandora-sama yet, sir. Never mind, you can have long hair, the principal says. <laughs> <laughs> We come back to Ayame in the present, saying, And thus he was persuaded to let me have long hair. And Yuki and Kyo facepalm, and Toru looks shocked and says, I didn't know you're from a royal family. And Kyo is like, He was lying, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, Yuki says. I'll tell you something even more unbelievable, Shigure says. Ayo was student council president, and all the kids are shocked. So you cut again back to high school. Ayame is clad in a fabulous snow leopard print jacket, long hair in a braid. High school Hattori stands behind him in the background. Shigure says that he was popular. People liked his good looks, of course, but what appealed to them most was his sensational behavior. School rules and events changed a lot during his tenure and got more fun, too. And we see Ayame waving to his subjects, I mean his classmates, as <laughs> Shigure and Hattori walk behind him. Uh, he had a talent for leadership, Shigure says. Ayame says that he thought that Hattori would have been a better president because there's a lot of responsibility. Remember what happened on our school trip, Ayame asks? That's something I'll never forget, Shigure says. What happened? Yuki asks intently, interest suddenly peaked. Toru excitedly thinks that this is Yame's chance to cross the rift between them. And so Yame starts to tell the story. You see, some of the students on the trip decided to visit the red light district. And again, all of the kids are shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for them, the teachers found out and wanted to expel the students. But naturally, as president, he spoke up for them. A meeting was held between the students, the parents, the principal, and the teachers. We pan up again into Yame's memory of the meeting. Ayame stands at the front of the room with his hands on the table, looking serious. Miners journeying into a pleasure district is certainly not something to be proud of. If we do not uphold the law, there can be no social order. However, I find it regrettable that sexual desire itself is being rejected as if it were the source of all evil. Ayame speaks seriously. Piano music plays in the background, and we cut in to see his serious face. The principal and the teacher think as he speaks, Ayame-kun is being unusually earnest today, so he was just pretending to be an idiot all this time. And so Ayame continues, I propose this. When youth struggle with lust that has no outlet, within the indeterminate state we call adolescence, let us extend a helping hand. Oh, the crowd reacts, which is hilarious. I laughed out loud. <laughs> Ayame straightens up dramatically. From now on, 
you may direct all your lust toward me. And then we see the dazzled crowd <laughs> or shocked. It's hard to tell which, depending on who it is. <laughs> it's only natural that I, as the student's representative, accept their desires. Moreover, <laughs> surely their guardians have less cause to fear acts between men. Come, lust for me with all that you have. And we see Hattori looking disgruntled. Indeed, should you wonder whether I am bottom or top, I am bottom, he shouts. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot, the principal and the teacher scream. A brilliant and I re-listened to the sub, and he <laughs> does say semi and okay. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's the same dialogue from the uh, from the manga. Mm-hmm. So. In the present, Ayame sparkles and says, A brilliant story, is it not? It's a dumb story, Kyo shouts. <laughs> Ayame says they all escaped expulsion thanks to that speech. Why, Kyo yells, and then Shigure, of course, clarifies that Hattori stepped in and smoothed things over afterward. Ayame stands dramatically and asks Yuki what he thinks. Yuki smiles and chuckles, and from the sparkly corner of the room, he says, Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Toru shakes with concern and thinks, The rift, the rift. Ayame is like, Oh, that didn't work? Well, let me tell you another story about the chairman statue. And of course, he begins that story as well, while (laughs) Kyo argues with Shigure about getting Ayame to leave. Well, he doesn't listen to me either, Shigure says. If anything, he listens to, Oi, Hattori says, sliding the door open. It turns out that he let himself in, and Hattori explains that Haru asked him to come and get Ayame. There's a silence for a second, and the next thing you know, Ayame's standing by Hattori, and he says, well, bye-bye, and then assures Yuki that he'll be back to visit again soon. Farewell, he says, turning with a wink, and then ha-ha-ha's his way out of the house. <laughs> Shigure explains that he only ever listened to Hasan because he admires him. Hattori has qualities to Ayame once, but doesn't have in value. Therefore, Ayame values his friendship. They cut to outside, where Ayame apologizes to Hattori for causing him trouble. If you're sorry, try thinking a little more before you act, Hattori says. I can't manage to open Yuki's heart, Ayame says. Yuki isn't stupid. He's just young, Hattori says. There's still a lot of concessions he can't make, that's all. There's no need to be anxious. We see them walking down the stairs, through the trees, and we can see the sun setting behind them. Ayame says that Toru reminds him of Hattori as well. You both try your hardest when it's for other people. I really can't resist that, he says with a bashful smile. He imagines a photo of himself, Hattori, and Shigure, and thinks, How do you always say what I want to hear? Uh, we cut to later that night where Yuki is helping Toru with the dishes. Ayame is a lot of fun, Toru says, and Yuki's like, he's hopeless, and then Toru starts to freak out a bit, but Yuki continues, kind of begrudgingly. Still, he can get over himself and be friendly to someone who has what he doesn't, and I think that's great. Toru looks back at Kyo, who's watching TV in the other room, and remembers what her mother said. We can at least meet halfway. And then Toru smiles. At school the next day, Yuki runs into Haru and thanks him, quite awkwardly, for worrying about him. Haru smiles, and we hear Toru's mom's narration, again overlaid. It's more fun that way. Oh no, we hear, and we cut to Toru talking to Uo and Hana. I forgot to ask him what kind of store sells nurse and maid outfits. Say what, Uo says? Like a sex shop, Hana asks? (laughs) And then we cut to credits. (laughs) Ah, that's wonderful. Hana knows everything. (laughs) It's the waves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like how naive they are about what Ayame's shop is. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Anyway, discussion time. Ayame is here. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I guess the other thing to note is that the Toro and Yuki's hands being closer together is still in the credits. Uh, Yeah, so Ayame is here. Now in color and stereo. <laughs> yes. Glorious HD. Yeah, basically. Glorious 1080p. <laughs> 4K. <laughs> 3D. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the part where he pops out of Toru's dress. He's like really, really close to you. And people are like, ah, yeah. yeah. 
just like lightly shaded in red and blue now. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. <laughs> I just loved how he's. I felt like um. So I heard a couple of comments about his voice in both the dub and the sub. So someone was saying that his voice, I think, in the dub sounded kind of slow. And I was listening to it in the sub. I thought it sounded about right to me. Like, it seems like they're just trying to match, like, mouth flaps or something for the dub. Yeah. And therefore, it has to be a little bit slower. But it's yeah. not as boisterous as the old one, I think. Yeah, I liked the, the booming bombast of the dub. <laughs> but I liked the, like... I guess actually like pace and acting of the sub. Yeah. Like I think the sub voice was a little like not as dramatic as I wanted it mm. to be. Yeah. And the dub so. was nicely dramatic, but it was a little not quite as uh, frantic, I guess. It's like dramatic but slower. It feels like everyone's being swept along yeah. by him. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually like hear what he's saying and like comprehend what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't stumble. I feel like I'm getting better at his uh, dialogue. This is the second yeah. time that I read it. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like if I could combine the two voices, we would have a perfect Ayame. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but they're both good. They're both good. They're they both, both good. Do a good job. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's not even the same as like the old dub. I didn't mm -hmm. think I'd ever be saying that. Or like this, the old mm -hmm. anime. But it needs to be... Well, the old anime did really good at comedy, and Ayame is always a very... Almost always a very comedic character. Yes. So. Yeah, he... Anyway, so... I thought it was good in general. Like it is nice mm. that you can understand him, but the and the, the I feel like the like softer qualities of Iyame are emphasized really well, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think some of the yeah, like his kind of bombastic personality is a little bit toned down. So yeah, it loses a little bit, but it's fine. We have anime or we have manga Iyame to <laughs> sweep, sweep <laughs> us through. And it was kind of alluded to, I guess, when Toru was like, I'm just along for the ride or whatever she says mm -hmm. in the dub, which is cute. In general, I thought the rest of the voice acting was good. I watched both, actually. Mm -hmm. Toru, Laura Bailey's killing it, of course. Yeah. As usual, so. That kill was really funny in this episode. He doesn't have a lot to do. But... <laughs> He's just like, shut up. Everything he All says. his reactions like... are funny. His faces are great, too. There's some really great uh, caps that I saw of him when Ayame yeah. is talking. Like, when he... Ayame is telling the story about the red light district, he and Yuki are like, what the fuck? Like, you can see their faces. It's yeah. really, really <laughs> wonderful, I thought. I guess. So we learned about, I guess I could say, we learned about Ayame. He's the snake of the Zodiac. He's Yuki's older brother. Snake! Snake! He's a snake, after all. <laughs> Because I'm a snake, he says. <laughs> and he transform when he cold when he transforms when he's cold because he's a snake. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then I guess we learned that they have a, he has a while he's Yuki's brother, older brother, and he looks very similar to Yuki, as is pointed out. Um, they have a kind of a strange relationship because Yuki was isolated when he was little and was sick, and also Yame kind of like it seems like he didn't really make an effort to have a relationship with him and he feels like repentant for it as he <clears throat> said while they were eating gyoza yeah i like the kind of additions of like a little bit more of that little flashback with like high school ayame and baby yuki where it showed like i have like looking back regretfully mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. like that's kind of an added little scene and i thought that was nice mm -hmm. there was an extra there's another added little tiny scene where the part where he's walking through the school so I think it just showed him standing in his, like, uh, classy leopard print coat. But then there's another one mm. where he's, like, walking and waving to people, which I think is yeah. cute. It's just, like, kind of... It doesn't add a lot, but it kind of shows his personality, I think. It yeah. just communicates a little bit more about what he was like in high school, which was cute. Mm -hmm. 
Toru um, fails to break her chopsticks correctly, which I, <laughs> I know that feel. <laughs> yeah, I know that feel every time. Did I tell you that the other day we, we went out to dinner and I got a splinter from chopsticks in my finger? Oh. <laughs> it was awful. I was I was like Googling because I, I could have sworn I had heard once that it was like bad luck to break your chopsticks like that mm, or something. But um, like nothing I was Googling could come up with that. All I got was like this stupid supposed life hack where you're supposed to break off the top end and use it as a chapstick rest, which I saw. I also saw an article that says that doesn't work. <laughs> um, but... Like you're supposed that's you're supposed to break it every time. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm... you're supposed to like just break off the whole top before you even break them in half. Yeah, but... I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not how it works. No. <laughs> but like I couldn't find anything about it. But I definitely think that that's a thing that I heard before in anime. Yeah. That it's like, it's supposed to be bad luck. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what, like, from yeah. what anime. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I could have sworn I heard that, but yeah. So if any if anyone knows what yeah, we're talking about, <laughs> let us know. It's like, we get 500 ass that are like, oh, is this anime and this anime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've, I want to mm. say it's from like, it was at least referenced in like Inuyasha. I'm trying to think of an anime that we would have watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who knows? There's so little times where but, she's in the yeah. present. I think it's definitely bad luck if you get a splinter from it. <laughs> Duh. What are you saying? That I have bad luck now? <laughs> What's going to happen to me? Maybe you're you like, broke them badly and had bad luck and then immediately got a splinter. I feel like you're going to have so gangrene your from luck. your splinter. Yeah. <laughs> I had to eat the whole dinner with a splinter and then I couldn't take it out until I got home because it was a tiny like bamboo sliver. Anyway, it's fine. Everything's Very fine. Very unlucky. Apparently. I broke a mirror once, but I'm over that. And that was bad luck. It was more than seven years ago. It was more than seven years ago. I think I was in high school. <laughs> it was terrible. I picked up a lot of glass. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> now I'm well. Unless I still have bad luck from breaking, not break, from getting a splinter from chopsticks, then I my luck is okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. I noticed that, and it was cute. It was a good addition. Yeah. Also, I think the little sounds in the restaurant are really nice. Like, there's a part where there's kind of, like, a moment of silence between them, and you just hear the, like, sizzling sound of cooking, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Also, that gyoza looks so good. It made me hungry. Sorry. What was I saying? Oh, something that's conspicuously absent from this series so far is um, the kind of, like, Takaya ghost people silence yeah. that we so often talk about when we talk about the manga there's the, I guess the scene where Yame is um, dazzling everyone with his speech or off-putting everyone with his speech. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, they, those, the way that everyone in the room is drawn is kind of like that, but most of the time we don't see that. So I think that was one of those, actually, I don't think it was, but we don't see that very much. So it was nice to actually have like a actual moment of silence, <clears throat> like true silence where you just hear environmental <clears throat> sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have a lot of notes in general about this episode. Is there anything else that you noticed? Um um, yeah, the one um, fairly significant change I noticed is what Yuki says he kind of admired about Ayame. At yes! The end. Let me tell you ma- about that. <laughs> it's like in the manga, it said that he like admired that he was like basically willing to like put himself out there to stand up for his classmates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he said that he respected that he's able to basically get over himself and be friendly with someone who has qualities that he doesn't. Yes. And wants to have, which makes it a more obvious parallel to his relationship with Kyo. Yes. I noticed that. And then I wasn't sure if um, that was just like weirdly translated in the Tokyo Pop version mm-hmm. or if it was or if it was changed. So I I translated that line, which is a little bit weird because like, I don't know. It has a lot of grammar that I don't understand. So I couldn't actually like directly <laughs> look at it myself and give my own impression as I have so many times to other <laughs> 
lines in the original manga, but it it looks like it's more similar to the way they actually said it in the anime this time. So I think that actually was the way that it was intended because like the exact same thing happens where she like he says that and then she looks at Akio. Mm-hmm. What was it that he said? He says, "But to stick up for others at his own expense, I guess that's pretty cool." So and then Toru looks at Kyo, but like, look, do you want me to tell you the Google Translate of the sentence that he says <laughs> from the <laughs> from the manga? It says, "I don't know, do I?" It says, "It's it's great to be able to show your kindness honestly to those who have something that you don't." Something like that is what it says in the Google Translate. <laughs> so I think it's actually a little bit more. I don't know. Like I guess you could kind of translate it the other way. Like maybe what they originally thought was that, that what the original translators thought was that. He was referring to the story about sticking up for the kids. But I think what he is actually referring to possibly is his relationship with Hattori. So mm-hmm. it seems like the anime is actually a more kind of like faithful adaptation. I don't know. It makes a lot more sense, too, because then it does directly tie what he's saying to his mm. relationship with Kyo, which I think is just starting to develop, which is kind of how they envy each other. can't remember if they talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. They, did, think, uh... they did. They did. Yeah, because they did. Yeah, because Toru had her whole like umeboshi thing. We're talking about mm. seeing qualities in others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they've directly admitted it, but it's been alluded to. <laughs> Yuki says, uh, "Yuki says that he Kyo gets along easily with everybody, and he doesn't." And then Kyo says that y- mm-hmm. Yuki, um, they're like uh, Yuki is like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he basically says like Yuki, Yuki is popular, <clears throat> like everybody. Mm it's the um i guess the scene where they're planning the uh culture fest and he's like well they'll make a decision with yuki or like they don't need me to be there if yuki's there or whatever and mm-hmm. it's kind of envious of how yuki is respected by everyone i guess whereas yuki thinks that kyo gets along easily with everybody and he's envious of that so mm-hmm. i think that is established so this kind of relates yeah. to that and the toru i think was there both times when they both said that so toru knows that about them but they don't know that about each other at this point so I do. I feel like it makes more sense, but it was a big change. It felt like a big change. I immediately noticed that too. Yeah. So I had to dig into it, but it seems to be, and that was kind of like how it was translated in the dub, too. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's along the same lines. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess it's a big change for us, but maybe not from the original. <laughs> maybe that's how it's supposed yeah. to be all along. <laughs> I did like the intensity of Yuki's. <laughs> reaction with Ayame the first time. You read this line instead of, like, the subline of the skinless revolting creature yes. and roasted reptilian corpse. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I com- <laughs> this uh, script that I wrote for myself is a combination of the dub and the sub. <laughs> I can do what I want. It's my podcast. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, anyway, yeah, I was listening to the, the sub first, and I was just like, oh, haha, that's funny. Like, the old version. And then they got to that line in the dub. I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa there, Yugi. Yeah. Well, I think in the manga he was, it, at least in the translation, in the Tokyo translation, it was like, skin and barbecue the bastard. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of closer, but it's like even more. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this episode so far has had the most difference between the dub and the sub. I don't really know why. It's just a little, hmm. they seem to be, I'm not going to, not like discrepancies. I don't know how to describe it, but just kind of like differences in, like very clear differences in the way something was written and the way something was like acted in the dub versus the sub subtitles yeah it mostly seem to be like comedy tweaks yeah be funnier definitely for, like english language i guess like for example they say they call him the film three musketeers in the dub and kyo is like three musketeers that's a dumb name or whatever because mm-hmm. like, that's how he reacts to him saying to shigure saying that and then in like the japanese one he says like uh shigure says they're the mabudachi trio and 
like what or he says they're the one and only Mabodachi trio and Kyo is like what does he mean one and only or whatever mm-hmm. so so he just it's the same essential reaction but because of the script it's like it has to be different so, mm-hmm. yeah this one I feel like this was an interesting it like mechanical like a display of the mechanical challenges of dubbing a anime I feel like more than yeah. more so than any of the other ones so it was kind of interesting on a technical note mm-hmm I don't have that much to say. <laughs> Some spoilery things, I guess, that we can talk about, but mm. I only sweeps through. <laughs> he bulldozes everyone through. along for a while yeah. and then sweeps back out. So. <laughs> he sweeps out with a ha 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 stomp stomp stomp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was really glad that his he, he laughed at that. It was really great. Yeah, I was really glad that it kept the the clear ha 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 and the clear slam stomp, stomp, stomp. of the door. Yeah, slam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, in that case. I think we can wrap up. We'll do a spoilery talk after the music. Thank you all for listening. You can send us notes on Tumblr. We also, we said earlier, you know, if you remember where they talk about chops breaking chopsticks being bad luck in what yeah. anime that is or what manga that is, you can send us notes on Tumblr, Twitter, our email, which is seetogetherpodcast at gmail.com or through our website. If you enjoy this podcast, you can leave a review and rate it in the podcast app of your choice, which is helpful for other people to find it. Um, yeah, next time we're going to be talking about episode 14, but I can't tell you about what it's about because it's a secret. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what, you didn't like my bad joke? <laughs> Not as funny as Naz on the table. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> In my notes, there was a typo. <laughs> Where I said Ayame's hands, Ayame looks serious and he slams his hands on the table, but it was he slams his nads on the table. And (laughs) Kayla lost it like she's doing right now. (laughs) So I might have had to edit that out already, but these are the things that you miss when you don't get to read my notes. (laughs) Be a very different episode. (laughs) Anyway, on that note. We're going to cut to spoilers, so we'll see you all next. If you're not listening to spoilers, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Now that we've both coughed, we're back to talk about spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Nads on the table. He's still laughing about Nads on the table. I don't think I've ever made you laugh that much. <laughs> what? Can- <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I just didn't expect it. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't like subversion one of the <laughs> pillars of comedy or something? <laughs> anyway, hey, how about some more serious spoilers from this episode <laughs> that have nothing to do with nads? <laughs> so. Yuki, uh, last time when we talked about this, we talked about Yuki's isolation, which is interesting because we just talked about it in the episode where he had the run-in with Akito at school. Uh, Akito mm-hmm. threatened to isolate him in the room just for him again. Um, and then we saw kind of like an outside perspective on that with Shigure, where Yuki asks him, he asked for help. And then this time we saw what is later revealed to be Yuki asking Ayame for help from the same situation. Mm-hmm. And Ayame is like, oh, yeah, he was isolated because of his illness. But really, I don't think that, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Some other spoiler things that we saw are Ayame in his like, high school days, of course. 
Um, I think that we talked about in the last episode where we talked about this, how Ayame was in high school, like how kind of like not sensitive he was to other people. Like there's an incident with a girl that he was really sassy to. Mm-hmm. So it's just part of his character that he's still kind of like overcoming even in the present, I think. Yeah. And in that past event, it was Satori who like pointed out to him what was going on there, mm-hmm. which is one of the things he like looks up to Satori so much for is his like ability to see those kind of things and understand how other people feel. Yes, his empathy. Yeah, Ayame is not... Ayame can be very kind and caring, but empathy is not his strong suit, as it turns no. out. <laughs> There's something that I've been thinking about recently, and I don't know if they're related, but they're definitely related ideas, I feel like, where it's interesting that Yuki was locked away as a child. He was kept locked away um, by Akito. And in the future, Kyo is destined to be locked away as well. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I never really thought. I never put those two things together until recently. But mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how they're kind of like they are set up. Yuki and Kyo are set up as um, you know, like we just talked about briefly how they're set up. They envy each other, right? They're set up as people who they have this relationship, a certain type of relationship where they're like they're supposed to hate each other, but like they they could bond in so many similar ways, and they don't, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. They refuse to. Yeah. And I think we even see, like, Yuki, when he was locked away as a child, was kind of envious of what he saw as Kyo's freedom, since he kind of lived on the outside. Mm -hmm. Because we even have a scene much later in the manga where he, like, sneaks away from a, like, Zodiac event to go and see, like, Kyo outside. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what, I think it was probably, like, a New Year's thing or something. but It's snowy. It's snowy. Yeah. I just know it was during his, like, big flashback to his childhood with Akito. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he he comments on his hair and how pretty it is and stuff like that <laughs> as a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I think in the hat, like the hat revelation mm-hmm. kind of part. <laughs> yeah. Their relationship is very interesting. How much, how different it could be if they didn't have people telling them to like hate each other, essentially. Yeah. Or if they'd had a chance to actually like talk without all that going on. Like mm-hmm. we talked about uh, during like the Haru introduction mm-hmm about how they had the chance to kind of have a like calm talk with each other as kids mm-hmm. without all the other stuff going on. But the only interaction Kyo and Yuki really had was that one brief moment outside mm-hmm. where you know, Kyo was already angry and traumatized and Yuki Probably. was quiet and traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because that's also around the time when Nikito is like, oh, did you hear that the cat's mother like killed herself? Like that's yeah. He looks around the same age in that one scene as well later. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything that they hear about each other is through, mostly through Akito, probably, and through other people, right? hmm So, yeah. And then this is finally the time when they're together and they already have this, like, built-up hatred for each other. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really seem to come from anywhere, as Shigure suggested when he was picking at Kyo in that one episode. Yeah. Earlier. It's like, you act like you have to hate him. Which mm-hmm. is true. Yeah, anyway. It's just something that I... I finally <laughs> put two and two together it's like they have they have so many things that they could connect on but they refuse to for a variety of reasons yeah and i think i noticed in this episode where i think it's just like i think it's just a slightly different translation choice but when uh ayame's talking about yuki's relationship to akito he says it's like worse than the fear the rest of us feel yeah is that an addition i didn't look it up i don't think he directly said like the rest the of fear us. the rest of us feel yes. which i thought i just thought was interesting because it like refers to the rest of them being actually afraid of akito also yes 
I also think he said, I think it was an addition that he said, he says Yuki ran into Akito and you did as well. So he like acknowledges mm-hmm. that Toru did as well, which yeah. I, I don't think he said in the manga either. So it's kind of interesting how that was extended to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like he recognizes that Akito and he kind of like, uh, it's almost like when he starts talking about how Akito is scary for Yuki and the others, that almost like, I think Toru was still kind of unsure. Like she says, like, she, doesn't she say when she's talking to her mom and her thoughts at the end, like, oh, I met the head of the family and he, I think he's a scary person or something. She says something yeah, like he might be like, dangerous or something. Yeah, something like that. It's a little hesitant. Maybe this kind of like him kind of including her in that and saying that everybody thinks he's scary is interesting. Like maybe it kind of helps validate her. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. a that's like a jump. That's a leap. It's not in the text <laughs> in yeah. any way, but it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting thing to add to change the tone of the conversation a little bit. Yeah, I think it kind of helps to build up more of like Akito's power in the background. Mm-hmm. Getting an earlier hint at how Akito affects everybody else in the Zodiac, mm-hmm. which I don't think we really have. It's mostly just Shigure and going there and being scary to Akito. So. Yeah. Yeah, you see bits and pieces of it, and you can kind of infer it with others. But... Well, I guess Hattori was the most, the only other thing that we've seen so far in the anime. Mm-hmm. The situation with Hattori is what we've seen that indicates how scary Akito can be. Yeah, and then... There will, of course, be others. Yeah, and then Akito menacing Yuki. The, yes. The main ones we've seen so far. Yes. So I guess you could imply, or you could you could take it, a new reader slash watcher might might take it to only be uh like related to yuki or related to yuki and hatori but not other members of the zodiac like we don't really get the mm-hmm. inclination of that so far so when he says that it kind of adds to that which is helpful yeah like you said i love ayami i know <laughs> i know you do he's pretty great i i felt uh the first time i read the manga i feel kind of like indifferent to him like i think he's an interesting character Mm-hmm. But I think in the second read through, I'm getting gaining more appreciation for him. So yeah, he's another one you I think you like more as you read on and get more depth to him. Mm-hmm. And also as you like get older too, like I feel like I have more regrets <laughs> as an adult mm-hmm. than I did as a teenager. So yeah, like uh, as I did the first time I read this, now I feel like I relate to him. Mm-hmm. I respect his self awareness because yes. like even if he's even if he's not always doing a great job trying to fix his flaws he's very aware of them he is he knows what his his problems are he just can't mm-hmm. actually fix them like he doesn't have yeah. these skill he doesn't have the like natural ability or yeah. the skill to fix them yeah there's even a bit in the uh in the chapters we're about to discuss where he's like laughingly saying like i really am trying <laughs> <laughs> he's like i am and yuki but then yuki's a teenager yuki doesn't think that like he kind of yeah. doesn't see it that way so it's interesting mm-hmm. the perspective of uh, someone in their late 20s <laughs> it's very <Yeah>. different <laughs> 10 years gives you a lot to think about i guess <laughs> yeah yes well it's like hattori says it's like yuki's just young <laughs> yeah and hattori's like don't worry about it so much I, don't mm-hmm. know. I also feel like i recognize ayame's desire to not necessarily to want to be close to specifically to someone in your family but just to like feel like you're someone that you've wronged like you're making headway with them like you're trying you're like you're going somewhere or like Mm -hmm. you've someone who you let down that you're that they recognize that you're doing their your best to try to make right with them Mm -hmm. right with them 
So I recognize that. And I think he, I mean, I, I guess I empathize with that as a reader slash watcher, mm-hmm. as I said before. <laughs> yeah. Viewer. <laughs> a consumer, consumer of this <laughs> content, correct? <laughs> I don't have any other spoilery things to say. Well, that's all I have. Okie dokie. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about episode 14, which is called It's a Secret. It's going to be real sad. This is the <laughs> one with uh, Momiji and Toru. We're talking about Momiji's mother, mm. right? So. As far as we can tell. Well, it was Momiji's voice saying It's a Secret, which is from that Yeah, scene, and I think so. the next chapters are like the Momiji backstory and then the funeral thing, and I don't think they're going to combine them, so. Mm, yeah, they probably won't. Yeah. I don't think there'll be enough time, but I don't know. They've done that so far, so. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of scenes, I guess we kind of didn't talk about this earlier, but there was a scene where, like, part of the scene where Ayame was uh, doing his rant at school with his nads on the table (laughs) was um, he was dragged off by the, like, teachers and they cut that part short, for example. So there was, like, a couple of things that they cut to kind of, like, well, the point was gotten across, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I think there was a couple of little scenes that were cut short. So I don't know if you could do that even with those two other ones. And they're sort of... They're related, but they could be completely separated, I think. Yeah, they're thematically related, but not really plot-related. Correct. This is, like, this is one day after the other. Yeah, these are sequential events with the same characters and everything. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All right. It's like, who's ready to cry again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always, kind of. (laughs) Who's ready for catharsis, as I like to say. (laughs) Okay, next time we'll talk about episode 14. Uh, thank you all once again for listening of course you can send us notes and we will see you next time <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> do you want me to say bye first this time bye <laughs> about nads on the table again. <laughs> stop thinking about nads <laughs> <Can't help it. laughs> now i'm gonna have to leave that in because because you said that thanks <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're doing another lighthearted chapter, too, because now you're going to be yeah. in a ugly mood all this time. <laughs> the episode where we talked about Ayame last time is this episode that we did at the manga is really good and it's really funny because we keep la- stopping and laughing and making jokes. Yeah. Sometimes the serious ones are like a little bit of a drag for like multiple yeah. reasons. And one of them is because like it's because I, I read a lot of serious things. <laughs> so it's nice yeah. when we have a funny one. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, if I didn't cut all of that, see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ayame stands at the front of a room, hands on the table. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shit, remember the word that you wrote? I mean, in his case, it might be appropriate. (laughs) I don't think I've ever made you laugh with typos in my notes more than that. (laughs) I feel like it would be a different kind of meeting. (laughs) Why can't you laugh like that at my regular jokes? I mean... (laughs) Caught me off guard. I was just doing a little... (laughs) See that? I saw that. (laughs) 